Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Sooner or later, when you least expect it, there comes a point of no return, a dead end from which there seems no escape, a moment in time, a moment of crisis. What is about to happen to Floyd Steiner is a particularly American situation, one which would warm the heart of Horatio Alger. For what is about to happen to tall, ingenuous Floyd Steiner is living proof that virtue is its own reward. Young Steiner is about to be catapulted from obscurity to fame, from impotence to power, and all because of the insatiable hunger of politics for a perfect candidate. That Floyd Steiner could become that candidate is the essence of the democratic experience. But to say that it's all because Steiner is a typical American boy would be to understate the case. As you will see when we begin our tale of suspense, the perfect man. Right after this. And now. John Amendola stars in Fred Sanchez's offbeat thriller, The Perfect Man. The room is appropriately filled with smoke. The men are political kingmakers, the local leaders of what has become a very embarrassed political party. Dismayed by the daily revelations of wrongdoing by big-name party members, the search is on for a candidate for governor, a candidate who will survive the most microscopic examination, a candidate whose past contains not one whisper of scandal, not a pinch of impropriety. But I say there isn't any such guy. Yeah, yeah, there is, there is, somewhere. Who says it has to be a guy? Now just pipe down, Amy. Somewhere in the computer there's a name, gotta be. Of a guy who's never been on the take, never made an unpopular move? The guy you're looking for can also walk on water. Who says it has to be a guy? Pipe down, Amy. You're all living in the past. This state is ready for a woman governor. Yeah. Well, I'm not ready for a woman governor. All right, all right. Now, listen, everybody. We've been holed up in this room for five hours, and we got exactly four names. Trumbull, which uh, Billingsley like. Has been a very savvy representative and from a very important district. Whose brother is doing a very long term in Nevada for embezzlement. And there's Jane Agagenian, who Ms. Scattergood here likes. Only her husband is divorcing her, and his car rental business is getting the fish eye from the eternal revenue. So she's out. Well, your man Pettigrew isn't so lily white either. No, he's a black, which makes him a very interesting character to begin with. 
We already got four black governors in the country. It's a trend. Only your man Pettigrew can't be controlled. He, he talks to anyone. He's got a vocabulary that'd make a sailor blush, as the old song goes. Now, now, we, uh, we can't use Pettigrew. Well, we certainly can't run that guy, Ibby. He lists. I thought you were all for the Libbers. Women's Lib. No, the state's not ready for a gay gov, either. Well, then, now where are we? All right, we're right back where we started. Look, we need a candidate with an image of honesty, vigor... Fairness, liberal... But conservative, law and order... Like I said, such a guy don't exist. I said that. Well, you were right. Wait a minute, Drum. What? Wait a minute. What is it everybody's interested in now? Getting two more miles to the gallon. No, no, no. I mean, what is it everyone's demanding? More for their money? Exactly. It's a consumer's revolt all over the country. People are picketing shops that won't make good on their promises, writing letters to their congressmen when they think they've been ripped off. It's the day of the consumer advocate. Ralph Nader don't happen to live in our state. No. Wait. Are you thinking of the guy I'm thinking of? The young lobbyist from upstate. The guy who keeps bugging it to write laws about fair trade practices. About... Right on, Wait brother. Wait a minute. Wait a Break it off. You mean that pimply-faced string bean, uh, Steiner, Ralph Steiner? Floyd Steiner. Well, Ralph Floyd. Well, what do you think? Well, let's check him out. Yeah. God knows he gets enough attention. The people love him. No, no, no. Never. It'll never work. He's a bachelor. So what? No bachelor has ever been elected governor of this state. That doesn't make any difference. If Steiner checks out... If he'll take direction. If he's clean. But I mean really clean. If he's never been in politics, he could be our boy. (laughs) You're not going to believe this. Well, it better be good. You pulled me away from a caucus that really needs me. I canceled an interview with Jack Anderson's right-hand man. Listen, listen, listen. Two weeks ago, in this very same lousy room, we had four names nobody liked. Then we all agreed on one guy we could live with. If he checked out clean, right? (laughs) Well, I've had my boys run a check on this guy, Steiner, that makes the FBI look like Orphan Annie. And what did you find out? Ask me. All right. Politics? Leans in our direction. Campaign for no one, no one. Voted in every election since he was like 21. How old is he? 28. Oh. Look, Floyd Steiner is an orphan. Folks lived in South Dakota. Both died when he was a kid. He was an A student in school, worked his way through two years of college in some little jerkwater school in Nebraska, worked on a farm, helped organize something called the Future Farmers of America chapter, then served as a substitute den mother for the Cub Scouts came to this state, passed the state board, started teaching physical education upstate in some little jerkwater town. I don't know which. Doesn't matter. What does matter is Steiner helped save a guy whose house was on fire, got ridden up in some little backwoods country weekly, got a trip down here to the capital, got interested in politics. Then he began lobbying for consumer protection laws. You know the rest. Okay, okay. Now, now what about his private life? Clean as a whistle. Drives a 56 Chevy, don't owe a dime, rents a room right here in the capital, don't ever have any lady visitors or anyone else, eats in a cafeteria, and upstate the kids love him. Any uh, love life? I'm coming to that. There's a teacher in that school where he's the coach, uh, but it's all out in the open. Movies, walks in the park, ice cream, you know. <laughs> he's unreal. 
unreal. Listen, he's a breath of fresh air. He's so innocent and earnest, he's going to make every politician look like bubonic plague. He's fresh, keen-minded, got real talent. But, but, will he run for governor? Why don't we ask him? He's been waiting outside for 15 minutes. The search for an antiseptic candidate for governor has narrowed down to one possibility. Floyd Steiner, a candidate with nothing to live down, a young man with impeccable credentials, a young man about to meet the party's kingmakers. Come on in, Mr. Steiner. Come in. Thank you very much, Mr. Trump. Mr. Steiner, I uh, have the pleasure now to present Miss Amy Scattergood, representative of our state's 16th district. Hello, Steiner. Uh, how do you do, Miss Scattergood? And see Bancroft Billingsley, the well-known realtor and one of the major driving forces in our party. Well, I'm glad to know you, Steiner. Oh, I take it you already know Senator Drum here? Uh, no. Only from his voting record. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I got you there, Ralph. Uh, well, uh, look, I'll come to the point. Ralph. <laughs> Can I call you Ralph? My name is Floyd. Floyd. <laughs> Floyd, of course. I keep calling you Ralph because you remind me of Ralph Nader. Whom I admire very much, by uh, the way. Well, anyway, look, Ralph, I, uh, I think you know as well as I do that there's a crisis of confidence in the party. All right, the scandals, the mysterious goings-on everywhere. Spending and taxes. What this state needs is a governor that people can trust. Somebody who'll gain bipartisan support. A courageous man who's not afraid to take radical steps to remedy our problems. But, but, but a man who's firm on law and order, no-nonsense kind of guy. And most of all, a candidate who hasn't got a closet full of skeletons. Well, I agree that the party needs such a man. Now, uh, just how, how can I help you? Steiner, how would you like to be governor? Me? Governor? The thought never occurred to you? Governor? But, why, no. I never thought about it for an instant. Hey, I'm just a small-town school coach. With good old-fashioned ideas about fair play. Principles. That's what we need. What do you say, Steiner? Well... Well, if you're serious, I... I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Boy, I'd have to do a lot of thinking about it. Well, it'd, it'd mean campaigning all over the state. The school board wouldn't like me to be away that much. Are you kidding, Steiner? Look, the school board would be tickled to death if you ran for governor. You can't lose. Look, you either wind up as governor or you go back to coaching kids in some little jerkwater school and you're the town hero for life. Well, I don't consider Beverly Falls a jerkwater town, Senator. Oh, I don't for a minute mean that Beverly Falls isn't a fine, important community, Ralph. But it's just... Floyd! Can't you remember a name, Roscoe? It's almost dinner time, Mr. Steiner. Is it against your principles to have dinner with an unmarried person, a female? We could go Dutch. You eat here every night? Every night I'm in the Capitol. Why? Well... It's only two blocks from the legislature building and four blocks from the room I rented. And did you notice? What? No parking meters on the street. Yeah, we did overlook this street, didn't we? Look, Floyd. Politics is a big boy's game. Fair warning, okay? Well, you're in it. And you're certainly not very big. Or a boy. Well, you noticed. Well, you're trying to warn me that a nice guy can't get corrupted, right? Yes. I've learned enough watching the legislature in action. I know what I'd be getting into. 
You're sort of savoring the idea of being a candidate, aren't you? I, I can't say. I can't say until I get some advice. Oh, from who? My uncle. Uncle? Is he in politics? Oh, no, no. Uh, but I check lots of things with him. He, he's just about the smartest uncle a guy ever had. So when do you see him? Oh, I'll be in touch with him. Hey, see, listen. I'm going to be driving all night if I don't start back now. Don't ever go over 45, you know. Uh, thanks for your company, Miss Scattergood. And... Hey, make it, Amy. All right, Amy. And I'll let you know. Soon. Hello? Hello, Floyd. It's your uncle. Oh, hi. I was sort of hoping to talk to you. You got some big news today, didn't you? Boy, I'll say I did. They've asked me well, to run... run for governor, eh? Very flattering, isn't it? Well, yes, it is. I'll have to admit it. Floyd, I want you to listen to me. You must not run for any office. Being the coach is just right for you. Just right. Well, the only thing is, this state's in a heck of a mess. I mean, nobody really trusts the governor now, and they need a man they can really depend on. I think I might be able to do a good job. At least I'd be honest. Floyd, it's not for you. You stay right where you are, in Beverly Falls. You really think so? I certainly do. Ah, oh, I... You sound disappointed. You really oughtn't to be. But I had this feeling that, well, maybe this is what I was cut out to be. Governor. You have no room for vanity or pride, Floyd. Believe me, you weren't cut out to be anything more than an athletic coach at a little school. I don't know. I'll have to think about it. That would be a mistake. What? Just let me do some thinking on my own. I'll talk to you later, Uncle. Good night. God, there's a lousy headache again. Why does he do that to me? Any time I displease him, I get a headache. Oh, it must be my conscience. Hello? Uh, good morning, Floyd. What's good about it? I couldn't sleep a wink with this headache. Sorry about that, my boy. I'm calling to see if you've changed your mind about that foolishness we were talking about last night. No, I haven't. Oh! <laughs> this headache started up again. If you'd listen to reason. No. The more I think about it, the more strongly I feel. There you go, Floyd. Feel, feel. You can't make judgments on what you feel. Use your intelligence, Floyd. What do you think you have in your head? Right now, all I've got in my head is an awful pain. Goodbye, Uncle. Oh! Floyd, what's wrong? Why are you holding your head? Oh, it's nothing. It's, it's just a headache. I seem to be getting them more and more these days. Now, it's just the pressure. Hey, why don't you have a highball? It, it would relax Oh, you. no, thanks. Well, a glass of wine, then? No, no, I, I don't touch alcohol. Well... What do you do to take the pressure off? Nothing. Oh, I go for a walk now and then, but... With your lady friend, the teacher? Oh? How do you know about her? Floyd, Roscoe Drum has investigated you. He's really checked you out. He has? Well, you don't suppose we just nominate our governors because they're tall, dark, and handsome. You, you've checked up in my background? Oh, I'll say. Well, I guess you'd have to, like you say. <laughs> You're unreal. What do you mean? Well, I mean... I mean, you're queen. 
They couldn't find a trace of a bribe or a dishonest deal. Well, you haven't even got a parking ticket. That's right. And you don't drink? Or smoke. Oh, you're fantastic. Hey, Floyd. Hey, do you know that woman? Who? The cashier in the cafeteria. She, she's motioning to you. Hmm? Oh, or... oh, I must have a phone call. Excuse me a minute, Amy. Oh, uh, sure. Don't be. How's your headache? Miserable. Well, you know, my boy, it's the sort of life you're leading. You know, I warned you when you first began meddling in consumer affairs, it's not for you. I had to do it, Uncle. Use car dealers advertising cars at a price you couldn't buy. Cheap tricks like that. None of your affair, Floyd. Now, I must insist that you withdraw from any consideration about entering politics. I mean it. I know you mean it. Oh, my head. It's the pressure you're under. Now, go on back to Beverly Falls. Uncle, I may be crazy, but I think this state needs me. My golly, I do. And I've gone this far. I'm not going to back down now. Goodbye, Uncle. Sorry, Amy. It's not bad news, I hope. No, no, no. In fact, it helped me make a very important decision. Well, sit down. Sit down and tell me. Amy, I'll run. If you think the people want me, I'll run for governor. <laughs> I tell you, pal, my instincts never fail me. You know what this state is doing tonight in this election is voting in a real flesh and blood hero. A breath of fresh air. <laughs> you know, there's no telling what lies in store for Steiner. After this, U.S. Senator. And from there, <laughs> you know what I'm thinking? Just a minute. Oh, well, Billingsley. Oh, I never saw anything like it. You know, this may be the largest plurality any candidate's ever gotten in a gubernatorial election. Hey, where's our candidate anyway? Oh, he's gone into the next room to lie down for a few minutes. Got a headache. You know, all the excitement and everything. Amy, go on in and see if he wants to come on out for some pictures. You know, the wire service guys will be here in just a minute. Yeah, okay, I'll do that. Floyd? Hey, Floyd, are you feeling any better? Uh, all right, if I turn the light on? Floyd? Floyd! Hey, hey Roscoe, Billy. Hey, what, what's the matter in there? Anything wrong with Floyd? He isn't there. Well, he's got to be there. Well, you go see for yourself. There's nobody in that room. Miles away from the hot, smoky election headquarters, a taxi glides to a stop, and a figure emerges into the chilly night air. The taxi drives off, and the figure walks to a lonely telephone booth beside a large vacant field where a building has been torn down. more than what we made you, only you 
You seem to forget that. I wanted to forget. You seem to forget that we sent you there to your humble little job in Beverly Falls for a very specific mission. Not to take on airs and get mixed up in politics. But it could have been good for this state. The people deserve something better than they've been getting. There you go, Floyd. Opinions again. Judgments. You've somehow forgotten it's not for you to decide what the citizens of the state deserve. Do you think they deserve a governor with a fabricated past? A completely false history? No, I... I guess not. You had such a simple assignment. To become a physical education instructor in a small town school. But you broke the cardinal rule. You elaborated, you improvised, you became emotionally involved. And all you were assigned to do was observe and report. Observe and report. But Beverly Falls. Population, 900. Chief industry, logging. I was cut out for something more than that. Not enough of a challenge, eh? Well, now, after restructuring, you'll be given another assignment. Restructuring? Certainly. You are too valuable to be just scrapped. Well, I should hope so. I do wish this headache would go away. Oh, my error. There. Better? Oh, oh thank you, Uncle. Right in that phone booth, I'll have you picked up. I will. You know, Uncle, I still think I'd have been a good governor. They thought I was the perfect man for the job. Well, you were cut out to be perfect. Honest, vigorous, fair, law-abiding. But really, Floyd, you know that the Federation doesn't want to meddle in these sub-civilizations. We only study them. I'd hate to have to explain to my superiors why I permitted a Sigma-10 robot to become the governor of the state. All animation ceases in the figure in the lonely phone booth. The jawline sets, the lips relax. The finely tuned mechanism silently shuts down. All that is left of Governor-elect Floyd Steiner is the fading gleam of lifelike fluid in the plastic eyes, dwindling now to a barely perceptible spark. Which raises the question, does the Federation know that a Sigma-10 robot can dream? And if it dreams, can it dream of glory? The Perfect Man featured John Amendola as Floyd Steiner with Douglas Young as Roscoe Drum, Jack Spencer as C. Bancroft Billingsley, and Pat French as Amy Scattergood. Uncle was also played by Doug Young, script inspired by Fred Sanchez. Now this is Jim French inviting you to join me next time for another tale of suspense on Crisis.